Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we figure out how to build and run a SaaS. I'm Brian. And I'm Benedict. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we work on our products and keep the lights on by getting outside funding. Today is May 5th, and I'm feeling pumped. This is episode number 40, and I'm feeling a bit uninspired. This episode is brought to you by Nusi, proposal software for creatives made easy. Do you get stressed every time a new lead hits your inbox? Nusi was built to help you create, send, track, and manage your proposals in one easy-to-use app. Forget about searching for your best content and following up with clients to sign on the dotted line. To get a 30% discount for your first three months, please mention Slow and Steady in the How Did You Hear About Us section when you sign up. All right, cool. Um, yeah, we have a we have a sponsor now because of that initiative that Jane and you kind of kicked off. Yeah, it's the first one. Uh, and yeah. I'm excited, like already learning about new products. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> super good. Hope oh, and so yeah, check out check out Newsy, and uh, let us let us know what you think. So um, Benedict, I mean, I feel like let's let's not bury the lead here. You have. <laughs> You have very, very big and very exciting news. Yeah, yeah, uh, we have. It's the word's been out. Uh, we joined Tiny Seed, the Batch Two 2020 edition. Wow! Woohoo! <laughs> that is so exciting. Congratulations! That is incredible. Thank you. you deserve it. I'm so happy for you and for Jane. Um, man, that's a lot. That is exciting. I- it's very exciting, and I'm so I'm so 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 relieved that I'm finally able, like, allowed to talk about it. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. So, t- so get, man, give us the timeline and all the behind the scenes stuff that you have not been able to <laughs> to share publicly. What a uh, an exciting surprise that was! Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, we applied in November. Like I mean, it was a month of application period or something like that. Okay. All right, and of course, like we did it before the deadline, mm-hmm. and um, only was like a week later where we, when we heard back from them and had a basically introductory call with mm-hmm. Tracy. She had some like follow up questions and probably just checking if we are real. <laughs> 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 and um, yeah, um, and after that, I think it was two or three weeks later, we already heard back from from them again and uh, had additional calls with Rob and Einar, okay. basically talking a little bit about project strategy and our metrics and stuff like that. And I think it was the same week, like those two calls happened Monday and Tuesday, I think. And then we got like a an informal offer by the end of that week in, in early December. Wow. Okay, super fast so. turnaround there. <laughs> Turnaround was pretty fast, um, but it was like nothing was signed, so we were not allowed to. No, yeah, sense. totally, of course, right. Uh, you never know what co- comes up in due diligence and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, yeah, we were advised oh. to not talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sh- for sure. Oh my gosh, man, it's like <laughs> so. There's so much. Uh, the, the episodes could have been so fascinating along the way but no <laughs> joke until totally get it can you okay what what was the state what was the state of the like the product and you know your your traction and usage 
you know, back in back in November? Uh, that's a good question. I think I mean, that was <laughs> shortly after we crossed the uh, 1K MRR. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, um, and it was still in a, like in a time when things were still in flux, and we had I think just before the call with Ina, we had a couple of uh, cancellations. Okay. <laughs> So that wasn't nice on our metrics and things were very much fluctuating metrics wise back then. So one day it would, would look super good and the next day, not so much. <laughs> so, yeah. Do do you recall from those conversations what were, could, could you get a, could you get a sense for what it was about the product or about the team that that Rob and Einer were particularly like impressed by or intrigued by, or, you know, what, what was it that you feel like kind of cap, you know, captured their attention and, and gave you a good, good, some good footing. That's a very good question. I don't, I, I'm not sure I know the answer to that. Um, I mean, in a way it's right up there with house. It's a B2P SaaS app. Um, it's kind of similar to what Rob did with Drip, Drip before, so I guess, yeah, we just knew what he, what he was getting getting into. A lot um, of similarities from a previous from past yeah. experience. Okay, and um, yep. I mean, we just met Ina at Microconf Europe, but like I've met Rob a couple of years ago, like so maybe that helped a little bit as well, but I don't know. Were there, um, so that's kind of interesting, were there, you know, questions that they were asking you at the time that you felt like you didn't have a great answer for? I mean, I am I am literally just trying to give an inside look to what I hope <laughs> would be future conversations and for people who are listening as well. Yeah, I'm like both calls were pretty... Well, now I'm saying unremarkable. That's probably not fair, but like it's pretty straightforward talks. Like the call with Rob was more or less like, "What's the, what's your vision? What are you planning to do in the next couple of months? Uh, where do you think this is going to end up?" And of course, we have a rough idea of what we think is a good idea and what direction we go in. But um, I think we even said back then that, well, we we build what feels right right now and then see what the market says and then adjust from there mm -hmm. and i think the 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 call with aina was basically just like looking a little bit at our numbers and um yeah i don't even remember any particular questions back from from that call <laughs> yeah yeah I, I feel like i remember around this around that timeline you know, you you had you had talked. We had an episode or two just kind of about like the paperwork and like the, and the structure of user list, and how y'all had, you know, put a invested a little bit into you know lawyers and legal upfront. Mm -hmm. Um, what what was what was due diligence like, and did it streamline things that you had set thing things up in that way ahead of time, or do you have any advice on? It was definitely helpful that we had much of the paperwork ready. Like when we incorporated, we had like bylaws and articles of incorporation, like all that paperwork was already in place. 
So um, when it came to due diligence, we didn't have to like create a lot of documents from scratch most of them were already there and our books were in order so it was pretty easy to get like an export out of quickbooks and then just send that over and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um we had to wrap up um like the in december it was right at the end of uh claire's uh full involvement so we had to wrap up that part and figure it out And then initially, when we founded the company, each of us put in a little bit of money into the company as a loan, but we just did it in form, like, we just transferred money <laughs> and agreed that we'll eventually pay it back. Uh, and we had to uh, basically recreate paperwork for that and document everything in that regard. So um, when due diligence started in, I think it was mid-January, uh, we were basically super busy <laughs> bringing stuff in order, documenting everything, outlining what's happening and where money went and stuff like that. Okay. Um, well, and so I'm, I'm glad that we had most of the most of the stuff already <laughs> in place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. So, but um, so you had you you kind of you you had the offer and you felt like you were back in December. And then you're doing all the paperwork, and then mm-hmm. when when does when does the money hit the bank? <laughs> Took a couple of months. Okay, <laughs> after okay. the initial the yeah. initial offer, um, so we did all the due diligence. I think overall it took like six weeks or so, like with back and forth and reading paperwork and reading contracts and making adjustments and answering questions, asking questions, stuff like that. We also set up the new bank account back then and for the bank account, uh, virtual mailbox forwarding stuff. So like there was a lot of stuff happening at the same time just to be ready for this. Um, And I think it was early March when we finally signed like the contract and the new paperwork. And after that... I think it took like 10 days or two weeks until we got the money. And that was mostly because like filing the um, filing the restated articles of incorporation with, with Georgia took like forever. And the first, they were rejected in the first, uh, first try for some reason that nobody could explain. <laughs> so read, yeah. Redo it. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And uh, when that was finally settled, then the money arrived pretty quickly. Um, but that was like, I mean, it was in March. So right around when the whole coronavirus COVID situation was blowing up everywhere. So the levels of anxiety I, I can, <laughs> were incredibly high. <laughs> I cannot even imagine. Yeah. Uh, because like, but, I mean, not saying that, not saying that they do something like that, but like, one part of our minds were like, yeah, they probably back out now. <laughs> so why would they, why would they spend the money on this? <laughs> well, I mean, kudos to, kudos to Rob and the team for, you know, honoring their agreements. There's definitely stories out there of rescinded offers and all that sort of Yeah, thing. absolutely. And like, once that all was settled, it was like a magical magical bliss of uh being 
being good with everything. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it definitely introduced a sense of calmness or, uh, in this chaotic uh, okay. time. Mm -hmm, for sure. So that was quite nice. So what, um, all right. So practically speaking now that gives you how much runway and what's the plan and how are, how are you and Jane thinking through all of that? Uh, so we we decided to do go full time in January, or yep. actually decided in November, and and actually started doing it in in January. And of course, like with that investment, that runway yeah. extends for at least a year, I guess. I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so we can keep doing this until this time next year. Yeah, and how, if how things did... stay. Did yeah. had you had you decided had, had the two of you decided to go full time, regardless of whether or not Tiny Seed came through or not, or was it like you had made that decision and then oh well heck yeah this this happened as well that makes it even easier or how was that? I mean it was kind of com combined we decided to definitely go full time for at least six months uh -huh. so until end of May or end of June probably. And of course, there was this hope connected to, hey, if this works out, then we can do at least a year or maybe a little, little longer. Um, yeah, but we didn't count on that. Like, I mean, you never know how this how this works out. So we decided to go full time, and then um, if the, the the funding works out, then of course we can do this for longer. Yeah, yeah, okay. So uh, at least a, so a, a year. Roughly, yeah. Depending on how how quickly we grow yeah, and, and revenue grows, what else we yeah, spend totally. money on, yep. yeah, <laughs> might be a little bit longer or a little bit shorter. Yep. Okay, man. Congrats! I am so excited for y'all. Yeah, it's it's definitely exciting, and yeah. um, we were supposed to to meet everyone else from the batch uh, in, yeah. uh, in Minneapolis for Microconf. Yeah, but. That unfortunately didn't happen. So this week, uh, like yesterday and today, we have a first uh, virtual retreat with everyone and getting to meet cool. everyone and basically cool. getting your the intro to how this all works and what's the plan and how things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as opposed to how many other like that. how many other companies are in your cohort? I think it's twelve companies in total, if mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken. We're, I think, 19 founders, so a lot okay. of two founder teams. Yeah. Um, Are they all B2B? And yeah. Um, I think for the most part, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. okay. Yeah, I think they're all B2B. Yeah. Right on. I mean, one of them is Quadcast. You could argue that. Yeah, we're, both, yeah, yeah. Say we well, are <laughs> currently. Using Currently one, of your, recording. one of your friends' <laughs> uh, product, cool. Hey, and well, I, I gotta say, like as we're talking here, I have to apologize if there's a lot of background noise. I mentioned last week that we got a puppy, and I'm downstairs in the basement recording, and directly above me is uh, is the kitchen where the kids and the dog and the dog's crate and pen are. And it sounds like there, I don't know, some like it sounds like there's a gymnastics meet occurring above my head. Is the, <laughs> the only way I can describe this. So apologies, listeners. Benedict, I'm sorry. You have my full attention. 
<laughs> I didn't hear any dark noises. Okay. So. That's because I keep hitting mute. Uh, Squadcast makes it very easy to mute and unmute yourself. And so okay. uh, I'm trying to be trying to be diligent about that, <laughs> just in case case people hear. But anyway, all right. So um, yeah, back to back to the exciting stuff at hand. Um, yeah, what what else like product wise for user list um, have you got going on? Yeah, uh, we had like I don't know a lot of things that we've been working on for. Our, quite a while came together last Thursday. One of them was the tiny seat announcement. Um, then we happened to launch the, um, the startup plan that I talked about last week. Uh, we yeah. launched that on, on Thursday as well. Um, and we also rolled out in-app messages to everyone. So it was like a triple launch day Ooh. that we didn't really anticipate <laughs> until it happens. Yeah, <laughs> big man. So that was, yeah, it was a big day um, mm -hmm. and definitely exciting. Um, we were still planning to do a proper, like a proper public launch for in-app messaging, but um, just by pure coincidence, we we were able to like have all the marketing stuff ready. Like the, the website is updated. There's a new dedicated landing page for in-app messaging and all that stuff. And yeah, pretty glad it worked out that way. And, and for the new plan, uh i don't think there's much like much insight in terms of is it effective yet um but we'll probably see over the next uh, over the next couple of weeks uh the only thing that happened that we didn't really think about but i mean was kind of to be expected we took a little bit uh, of a hit with uh, mrr by just downgrading everyone who was like no longer within the basic plan but now fitted the uh, startup plan better so mrr is a little bit down but i mean then again yeah it's probably fine <laughs> yeah it'll be that will be interesting to to see how that ends up affecting i was trying to find this i was watching a talk you know microconf just i mean speaking of um but they just like released a ton of videos just the other day and i was watching i'm trying to find the title of it Des yeah designing the ideal bootstrap business um jason cohen and i think like i think it was from 2012 or 2013 or something anyway i was watching it mm -hmm. um just the other day and i had not connected it to the recent changes that you all were talking about but i mean you, you should go back and watch it he he talks about there's this one section of it where he really he really kind of gets into pricing and some of the mm -hmm. companies that he and and again entirely different environment than what we're facing right now you're facing right now um but he he kind of gives a few examples of you know some companies he'd worked with that uh you know just doing crazy things with their pricing um and it just you know taking things through the roof uh, and change changing nothing else um and not mm -hmm. to you know uh, not not to discourage you or anything like that but like yeah, basically yeah. not doing the hey let's get have a nine dollar starter plan but instead like actually increasing your monthly rates but then offering bigger discounts for annual pricing um mm, yeah which you know it gets you know potentially gets toward the same outcomes that you're hoping for but 
um, just in terms of adoption, but with with much more attractive revenue numbers. Anyway, yeah, just it's like I I totally get like to both sides of it, um, yeah. and I think. Jane and I were pretty, uh, hopefully, still pretty clear about that this is an experiment, and if it doesn't change the needle in a meaningful way, then we'll probably just roll it back because, Pull it. yeah, yeah, it. I mean, it's kind of intuitive for me as well. Like I'm usually in the charge more camp, um, mm-hmm. but uh, Jane had had some good arguments about like, yeah, being an easy no-brainer solution early on and then yeah get people in there totally. when they just just start out so yeah yeah and because y'all were y'all were seeing such you know encouraging things around expansion revenue and how much easier it is to get somebody to upgrade as opposed to finding a brand new customer and so yeah, yeah there's a strong argument to be made get people in with a credit card and money on an easy, on a no-brainer choice, and then upgrade them later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. I mean, let's talk about this in a couple of weeks, and then hopefully, I have some more numbers to share. Yeah, totally. Um, totally. Yeah. Are you are you feeling any of the? Because um, you just you just said you know you and Jane are real clear about this being an experiment. If it doesn't work, then we'll just you know change the plan. Um, do you do you feel any? In, like any, uh, what's the right word? Like inertia or um, lock-in at all because you would have paying customers. You would have people using this. But relative to the entire life of the business, like you're very, so super, super early. Am I asking that in a good way? Does that make sense? Uh, I'm not sure what the question is. Okay, are you are you are you feeling complete freedom to be able to say to say this is just an experiment and we will like completely change change our mind at any point with no guilt or hesitation whatsoever, or do you feel at least some degree of reservation about well. I mean, we're a real business now. We have paying customers. We can't just keep change. We can't change major things like pricing willy nilly. Yeah. So, I think like just adding a new plan and removing it is isn't is an easy decision that doesn't affect a lot of people. Yeah. And I think we didn't make any promises to to whether this startup plan will stay around forever, and even if we will grandfather people, should we decide to remove it at some point so Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. we see yeah yeah well good yeah good good for you um i asked i asked that question because um it's something that i feel like i see on a fairly regular basis is you know people being super resistant to um well yeah let's just delete it or let's just remove it yeah we released that feature and we did all this marketing around it and put all this effort into it, but let's just burn it down. Um, and I think especially, you know, when you're early, the, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the easier you are with that sort of decision, then better off you'll be in the long term. Keeps you out of like local maximum, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally get that. It's, it's, it's hard. Like so far we didn't have to remove a feature or anything like that yet. Uh, Yep. And I think we'd be hesitant to do it. Um, 
but uh, I, I I have a feeling with a startup plan it would like it will be easy if it doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What else? What else is happening, man? It's a lot of. Um, the only other thing happening right now is um, making I'm making some progress on the new trigger. Um, I think I spent. Let me think about it. Three days over the last two weeks, uh, trying to find a cool, performant, generalized solution to basically do the same thing that I'm doing for segments for triggers as well, and ideally having having it reusable. And as I said, I spent hours on it, and earlier today I had an epiphany and tried a simple solution, and it just works. <laughs> Gotta love that. I feel like. In a way, I, I wasted a couple of days working on this, but then again, who knows if I'd ever be, if I'd ever yeah. come up with this solution. And uh, is yeah, it's so much easier, and it just works. <laughs> is it something that is uh, is easily shared over the radio, or would only would it only make sense with uh, diagrams and code in front of you? Um. Just curious. What I was think it that you... it's a little bit hard to explain, okay. um, but uh, ultimately yeah. the solution, like the hammer I'm using right now are common <laughs> table expressions uh, where you can basically have multiple queries in one and reference each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes it super easy to have a generalized solution and then just switch out those common table expressions that are unique to the current situation. If it's a trigger for a a workflow or a, a, um, a, well, a thing, whatever it is for a segment and, um, works really well. We'll see about the performance implications of all of it, but like the first tests were promising. So yeah, excited. Congrats. <laughs> what about you? Any news from Mozilla? Uh, I let's see what day was it? I think on Thursday I eventually reached back out to them because they had said, you know, that a decision would be made probably Monday or Tuesday, and so on Thursday I reached out to my contact, the my, my the HR contact there, and they mm-hmm. were, you know, apologetic and, you know, we're still trying to come to a decision, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that's that is both not a good sign. I feel like anyway. Yeah. Feels like not a good sign. Also, like frankly, like that's just pretty annoying. Um, if there's like if there was one thing about that I would just like to reiterate, you know, about the entire process of being on the applicant side. If if you are listening to this podcast and you are hiring people, be respectful about just getting back in touch literally if there's no news say there's no news but this is still on the you know and it is it is just really really annoying um Mm. and so trying to be you know trying to like understand and be realistic and um you know it's it's a top tier concern for me it is one of many for them. However, if you're <laughs> if you're asking people to take the time to write a cover letter, apply for a position, set aside many, many, many hours for 
interviews and conversations and then you don't you, you don't have the frankly the decency to keep them posted that's mm. just it's just i uh, it just feels it's unprofessional it feels unprofessional to me yeah and so especially as, as when you're that far along in the process like i mean yeah. if you don't hear back from them after you send in the application that's oh. kind of Uh, yeah totally yes that's an entirely different that's a totally different uh totally different thing and nobody i think i don't think anybody should expect you know specialized and personal responses to just a random application but after you know a follow-up or two come on yeah yeah anyway i mean in their defense they're probably (laughs) It's oh, probably an entirely yeah. new situation for them as Com- for everyone else. And but. again, again, yes, completely, completely agree and trying, and I, I am trying to be, you know, a, you know, appreciate what must be going on on their end. Yeah. Um, so it just, but I, I get it. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. frustrating. So <laughs> I'm like, I, I feel, I gotta say, you know, I'm trying to mentally uh, just move on, you know, um, it is, God, it is just probably not happening. Um, mm. At least not now. Uh, maybe six months from now, they reach back out with some interest. Um, but for me, I just got to move on from it, I think, um, and find a way to do something with my time so that, you know, two years from now, I say, man, I'm so glad. It's a good thing I didn't get that job. It didn't end up getting that job at Mozilla. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's where, that's where I'm at. Um, I do, I think I, I think I mentioned this a little bit last week as well. Feeling like this, I, what, yeah, feeling like, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And so, I'm feeling a little bit conflicted or stuck on what's on the best way to return to, um, okay. Yeah. This is not the time to look for a full-time job. Um, so I need to, you know, pay the bills with consulting and spin up my, spin up my, spin up my business. Um, and it just, it was not working well before I was, I just, was burnt out, wasn't making progress, couldn't find traction, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm really feeling kind of stuck on, oh, okay, deep breath. Now, how how is, mm. this, how is this one going to be different? Which well am I going to dig into within myself and what sort of, you know, plan of attack am I going to take this time around so that I can realistically expect different results, um, sp- specifically traction users and revenue? <laughs> um mm. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's what I'm thinking through right now. Um, so I'm feeling a little, I feel stuck, but I definitely don't, I don't, I don't feel hopeless and I don't feel, uh, I don't know, defeated or anything. I mean, I know it's going to be hard, That's but, good. uh, but you know, take, taking encouragement from people who are extremely, you know, now look like they're very successful, but they're like, yeah, I've started 50 businesses and three of them worked like, okay, cool. You know, that doesn't mean that my current position, I am a failure, which I sometimes like that self-talk comes in of like, golly, 
had so many losses in a row. Like, did, did I peak? Like, do I actually suck at this? Um, that's not the truth. <laughs> the truth is it takes many, that's many, good. many, like many swings, many at bats. And so, um, but you know, I, I am trying to think through how to be thoughtful and strategic here and mm. set myself up to, to have a different, I think it's just a different experience on this next, this next push here, but. I don't know, man. Hmm. I'm definitely. Did you feel like you were doing too many, like trying to make too many changes at once at the same time before? Because I remember you basically tried to reposition your consulting business a little bit. Um, yeah. And it wasn't, yeah. even, I think you weren't even sure about like, do you want to go more into the, like right now or back then you were a developer and you want to either go into consulting for remote companies or yeah. product manager type of gigs and yeah and a headlamp on the side maybe it was just like too many too changes. much at the same time uh-huh yeah i think i think i think so they you know the other the other thing that still remains true though is the core my core brian ray consultant you can hire me too dot mm -hmm. dot dot um man that that whole <laughs> i just still have never ever been able to just make that business hum um it's just yeah. still you know random referrals through my network and past clients and which i have you know like very grateful and very appreciative to have good ones yeah. um, and to make a nice wage. Um, it's just extremely uncertain and, and fluctuates highly. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a good, that's a good point. Like find a way to find a way to just to, to change fewer variables and to, to double down on what worked before. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Or at least Jeez. at least be fine with I mean, of course there's always the urge like or always the dream of hey, if I figure out this consulting thing mm -hmm. uh and make that really predictable and stuff like that, um, then everything else will become easier. But maybe it's also okay to just like accept that while it will be uncertain and mm -hmm. maybe not the most exciting projects and yeah, maybe I'll be stuck with the same client for the next two years or so. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's a, it's okay That's and just fine. like yeah, being fine with it and then using the energy for something else instead of trying to work on too many things at the same time. Totally. That's a really, yeah, that's a really good point. Instead of putting energy into str like just struggling to make the consulting thing predictable, easy, really hum, accept it for what it is and put my create and, and reserve all of my creative force and creative energy. Yeah. That's good advice. That's good advice. Well, <laughs> well, I'm not sure if it's good <laughs> advice, but it's a thought. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it, it I don't, feels, I don't have any of this figured out. <laughs> it feels truthy. Um, I think the, you know, the thing that's kind of, I was talking to my wife on like Thursday or Friday or something. I was just saying, you know, I had started this sentence of, yeah, I just really feel, I, I feel creatively dry. I just feel like I need to, to create 
and like, you know, had like an ellipsis in my sentence. Like I was getting ready to say, create something, you know, da da da, or create, mm-hmm. you know, something. And I was like, yeah, I can just stop right there. <laughs> I just, I feel like I have not built something from nothing and re- released it and enjoyed that, create whether it's a painting or flying a, a tying a fly or building a little micro app and releasing it like it has felt i have felt so uh just just in a drought mm. creatively um that i should probably just set a couple days aside and like build a silly habit tracker or something and, and just like, <laughs> just to have something yeah to look at uh anyway this is all, I know the this feel is all weird. <laughs> when it's been too long between like shipping things or like mm-hmm. yeah. building things and putting yeah. them out there, I always yeah. get like, yeah, a little bit annoyed. And I don't know, there's this itch of publishing mm-hmm. something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I don't, I don't have anything else to, I don't have anything else to add if you don't. No, that's it. Not, okay. not much to add for myself. Well, I mean, that's it other than the biggest announcement I think this podcast has had yet. So congrats <laughs> again. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. I was really hoping that um, the like your Mozilla job offer or whatever job offer <laughs> yeah. uh, would come through at the same would time. That would, that, would, that would have been the best episode ever. Back to back Grand so. Slams. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. All good, man. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's see. Show notes at slowandsteadypodcast.com. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. See you.